So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr. and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode. I'm your host Javier. So we're going to be diving into some pretty interesting stats here. Um, So if you want to basically make your email marketing a big part of your growth strategy, this is, you're going to need to listen to this. To this episode and and I keep there's certain things that I kind of like harp on when it comes to b2b marketing uh, in the facility and property space and I feel as though a lot of companies do not leverage be do not leverage email marketing the way it should be leveraged and I say this because I see far too often facility companies sending emails that are just they're janky. They're not captivating. There's there's nothing. There's no premise behind it. It's just like visit us at booth twenty six eighty one, and and it's something like that. Or like you know, hey, if you're our friend, we want to talk to you. Like like there's 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 better ways on how to do this. And then others, it's on the other spectrum where they're like email marketing sucks. It doesn't work. I don't. I I personally don't open emails, so therefore our company should not be sending emails. And so that's also another way of how you just don't approach this correctly. So I believe that email marketing is still relevant, especially in B2B, okay? Especially in facility and property management industry, and especially if you're looking to to scale and grow your business, all right? And I can say this, as a marketer for uh, a tech company, our email marketing is creating opportunities for our team to sell more. And it's, and it's doing it, I'm not going to say in the droves of like millions and millions of dollars, but in the droves of like, it's re-engaging and it's getting people back into the, into the flow of our website, into our, into our, like in, in front of us. And so we've really kind of, you know, moved our marketing strategy around a little bit over the past few weeks and we've got some stuff going on. So with that, I'm going to dive into six mind-blowing email stats that you should know. That are going to that that are going to help your business grow in 2023. All right. So number one, email marketing averages a 4200 percent ROI. Okay. Let me say that one more time. Email marketing averages a 4200 percent return on your investment. Now you might be saying, "Well, Javier, it doesn't work for me." It's because you've been doing it wrong. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to be rude when I say this, but it's true. Like if just because you don't see those stats doesn't mean that it is not true, all right? And you're like, well, where did you get those stats from? Uh, There's this really small company called HubSpot. Um, I'm joking by the size of it being small. It's probably one of the best CRMs out there. They offer a sales CRM. They offer a marketing uh, tool, which is called their, their marketing hub an operational piece and then a, a service piece as well too. They are one of the best SaaS products out on the on the market right now. They are rivaling 
um, Salesforce, they are putting some great stuff together. So some of these stats are coming from HubSpot. So they kind of know a thing or two about a thing or two. So I'm gonna say this again, that email marketing is averaging, averages a 4,200% return on your investment. That's a 3,600% higher than your average ROI for paid advertising. Okay, so what I'm getting to is that like, you might be in the world of like, hey, we wanna run paid ads. And running paid ads is great, don't get me wrong, like we do paid ads, that's how we acquire most of our customers. But not all of our customers actually transact instantaneously like most people want. They sometimes require a few emails. They sometimes require a few phone calls. Like there's stuff behind that. But our email marketing creates some sort of level of automation where it allows our team to essentially be scalable a lot faster, okay? And so when you gain people onto your list, you're able to get them into your world. You're able to indoctrinate them into who you, your company is, what it stands for, its values, that sort of stuff. And you're able to do it in a, in a manner that is, hey, I decided to kind of learn more about you. Tell me more. And it, you could have you know, said, I'm going to give you this widget for free. And then all of a sudden, you give them that widget and then you can start educating them more about your, your, your services, right? Number two. All right, on why you need to be doing email marketing more if you're a facility management company or if you're a property management company. Number two, 64% of email users make a decision to open emails based on subject lines. So subject lines are huge, okay? To the point where if you aren't writing good subject lines, that's one of the reasons why your emails aren't performing well, okay? So here are some really interesting stats is that, um, I'm not interesting stats, but <clears throat> there's two different, I'm gonna give you an example here. There's two different things. I'm gonna tell you why it works. Uh, on this example of why 64% um, of email users make a decision based on the subject line. Okay, so the first subject line is four tips for writing killer subject lines. All right, that's the first one. The next subject line is we love email marketing. And so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about both of them, all right? So the first one is the four tips for writing killer subject lines. This piques curiosity and promises a specific benefit. Do you see what I'm saying here? Because what you're doing is you're like, huh, I wonder what those four tips are, and I'm sure you're gonna share them with me in the email, okay? The second subject line, we love email marketing, doesn't give the reader a reason to open the email. And this is kind of why like whenever you have like, Hey, are you going to the Connects conference? Hey, are you going to the Rifma conference? Like that is not a captivating thing. It could be something like, hey, eight re it could be eight reasons why you need to go to Rifma this year, or eight ways um, how Connects um, how the Connects conference will help transform your facility this year. And so you got to give something in there. So like. I tend to always lean towards using numbers in my subject line, that's one thing, okay? The other thing that I like to do is I like to always create curiosity. So I like to kind of give like a snippet of what's inside that email. And then so, and then those are the kind of the two big things. And then you might ask like, you know, what's the length of the subject line and all that stuff? We'll go into that in just a second. That's, that's gonna be my third thing. But what I'm trying to get to is that you want to make your subject line to where it's like, huh, interesting. You want to create a cliffhanger. You want to learn how to give enough but not tell it all, okay? So number three, 
on why you should be email marketing as a B2B company in the facility space. The ideal length for an email subject line is six to 10 words, okay? Six to 10 words. So the reason is, is that it's how it's gonna get cut off, all right? And so there's, there's gonna be two examples here. So the first example is four tips for writing killer subject lines, all right? The great thing about that one is that it's a full subject line that gets displayed on both mobile and desktop, and that's what I was trying to lead into is that you've got to kind of play that role that, okay, it's going to fit this phone. It's going to fit most of, you know, most devices so that people can see it and, and then it's not going to cut off a whole bunch. Okay. So you might be asking yourself like, well, I want to tell a little bit more in there. The thing is that it's going to get cut off. So the next subject line they have in here is an example is that marketing buzz connections dash week of, and then it says D and that's it. And then subject lines that get cut off are essentially not going to get opened. Those emails will not probably be opened. And so you want to keep those subject lines, not just like curiosity, piquing a little interest, um, sharing something that's like, huh, I'm interested in this, but also you want to stay within a realm that's you know going to be somewhat short. And this is a conversation I have quite a bit with our sales team because they're like, well, I heard that subject line should be this. And I heard, and so the thing is, is that, I, yes, I try to keep things under five words, but sometimes it's almost too hard. And so you've got to write enough to where you're like, okay, it's going to display correctly on mobile. It's going to display correctly on a desktop. So with that, if it's nine words and it's, you know, the, the stats say that five is better. I mean, let's just put it this way. If what you wrote in nine words is compelling and it's going to create curiosity, it's going to make me want to open an email versus like you cutting out, like open this email and it's it's very short then the thing is is that you got to rethink this like don't always get hung up on things being shorter and saying well people don't read that's not true like people read emails like i, I just I'm, I'm proving to you right now that like your, your businesses are selling more via email hence people are reading emails but you have to send emails that people care about like if you're sending shitty stuff then no one's going to care. And all they know is like, he always, they always spam me. They always send me crap. All right. So next one is number four subject lines that contain the word newsletter decreases the open rate by 18.7%. Isn't that interesting? And so I've always been opposed to sending newsletters. So like in our company, we don't call them newsletters. So at Ratmate, we don't call our weekly emails newsletters. We call them nurture emails or weekly nurture emails. That's what we call them internally. And I do that for a reason. It's not a newsletter. It's not like, and, and this is what Ratmate is doing today in the news. And we just acquired three new customers. And this has been great for us. And look how amazing we are. And we're going to be at this conference. And so you should go visit us. And it's none of that bullshit, okay? It's, it's basically, hey, we just did these eight new wraps. What do you guys think? Okay. And we display each of the wraps or, you know, people have been asking us, can you wrap a vehicle with dents? And so here's what, you know, our thoughts are about that. And then it's like, it's stuff like, oh, that's kind of cool. But we don't ever use the word newsletter in our email subject line. Okay. And, and there's one, not because of the stat, but because like, no one wants that. No one wants to read a fucking newsletter. No one gives a shit about that. Okay. So get away from using that verbiage and, 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 and start using things that are like, Oh, that's kind of cool. That's interesting. So example here is 
four tips for writing killer subject line. Again, that subject line is captivating. It's creating curiosity. The other one here, it says January newsletter, four tips for wait, for writing killer and then it gets all cut off. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to tell that kind of piece of, of, of like, no one cares that it's a January newsletter. And like, and on top of that, people delete that shit, obviously. Okay. All right. Number five, emails that include the customer's name in the subject line are 26% more likely to be opened. Okay. Isn't that interesting? And this is a strategy that I use a lot. Okay. I've used this strategy for quite a bit. I do everything I can to somehow tie in their first name in the email subject line and also in the body copy. And so when I do that, that creates a level of personalization, okay? And even though it might be a marketing email, it still creates a level of personalization. The more personalization you can create, the better. I mean, I think there's a stat out there that people say that when people see or hear their name, you know, X amount of time per day, it, there's a, there's like, there's like endorphins that kind of like go through them. And this is kind of one of those things. Okay. So example on this is four tips for writing killer subject lines and no name versus four tips for writing killer subject lines, Josh. Um, and so you can play with this, Josh, here are four tips to writing, to writing killer subject lines. Like you can play with this kind of how you set this up, but you should be using names in the subject line, okay? Because it's gonna increase that open rate. And you might be telling, you know, saying like, well, Javier, it's not always about the open rate, you know, and, and, and it isn't. It isn't always about the open rate and it's about the engagement. The flip side of it too is that you might also be saying, well, now with these, um, these new privacy laws that Apple's coming out with and all these other companies, you can't even track open rate correctly. And you're right, you can't track open rate correctly because it's gonna be severely skewed. Your open rate might be actually higher than what it currently is. Again, like this doesn't mean that you then, well, since you can't track open rate, we're just gonna put shit stuff into the subject line because no one cares. No, like people care. Like people, like that's the first step is it's like, if you can just get someone to open your email so that they somehow engage and if they see enough of your content, they're gonna be like, oh, this is really interesting. I kind of like this. I should probably be more, you know, intrigued by this. I should reach out to them. Like that's the first step. And then once you find a level of like, hey, we have an average open rate of 35% with this audience, this is pretty good. Now, how can we get them to, to engage with us? How can we get them to set an appointment or attend a demo or go to our website? Like, how do we get them to do those things? Like, the first thing is you just gotta get them to engage by opening that email. The next step is how to take them to that next level. Does that make sense? All right. And then number six, and this is something that I use a lot as well too, is that using an emoji in your subject line increases its effectiveness by 70%. And this is something that we've been doing quite a bit at Rapmate. And I've seen this done very well for a lot of companies. When you put emojis in there, it's gonna kind of be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you're like, it just seems, you know, we're very B2B, we're very professional and all this other shit. Yeah, no kidding. You know that most of your audience are like blue collar people, okay? Like they drop the F-bombs, all right? Um, they probably do silly stuff. They, 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 
They're, they're not like your, your very professional kind of people. I'm not saying all facility managers and property managers are like that. I'm not saying all of them are like that. I'm just simply stating the obvious that the audience is a little different. The demographic is a little different. So you need to address your demographic correctly. So we use emojis because like, for instance, our demographic at Ratmate are going to be like basically more blue collar people like home services type businesses, right? Those people need to have things that are easy to read, that they can look at a subject line and be like, oh, I, I get what that is. They see an emoji and be like, oh, I can tie that together. And, and all these other things. And you might be thinking like, well, I hate emojis because it's like hy hy hydro hy hieroglyphics. Is that how you say it? I have, I have no idea like what the, what the Egyptians would write that, you know, the symbols. A anyways, and um, I, I, I understand, but like you've got to take away your personal beliefs and go with statistics that will increase the opportunity for selling more in your business. Okay, so give you a couple examples here is that this first subject line, four tips for writing killer subject lines, no emoji. And then you can have four tips for writing killer subject lines and then have a fire emoji. Like we do these sort of things in our emails quite a bit. And we don't go crazy with emojis. We don't put like five or six or anything like that. We literally just do one, maybe two, but that is it, okay? So we do our best to use some of these best practices. And I recommend that you, if you're looking to growing your facility business, that you do the same thing as well too, because this is one of the cheapest ways to actually to, to, to get revenue. And I would say one of the goals is to make a dollar per contact per month. And I would argue that our business is probably sitting around that number, okay? We have a significant amount of contacts in our database and our emails are creating opportunities for our, for our team to get engagement, whether they're setting appointments, whether they're replying back to the email, whether they see the email and they call the AE, um, whether they get a nurture email, they're like, oh, interesting. They go back to our website and they get re-engaged with, with our services. Whatever it is, we're sitting in front of them every single time. And we send out emails on a weekly basis. Actually, I'll take that back. We are revamping our emails. And so right now we're on a roughly four-week hiatus, three-week hiatus. That sounds right. And not because I wanted to, it has nothing to do with that. It's because like we had to, we had to revamp what we were doing so that we had a better approach and better grasp of how we were gonna send these emails. So now they're getting finalized and designed and then now they're gonna be getting queued up. I would say my goal is to start sending emails either at the end of this week or beginning of next week. And so where I'm coming from with this is that when you start doing these practices where you are using email marketing to help basically fun, not fun, but grow your facility company. This is another tool to the, to, to your chest, if you will, to your belt. And I, it's such an underused way of, of marketing. Some people think that, you know, emails just doesn't work and they have their own personal beliefs. And I'm going to tell you this right now, you need to get rid of your personal beliefs of how you believe um, email marketing should be done or shouldn't be done. Like you're like, well, I don't, we don't do email marketing because we're, we're a face-to-face -face business. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work, okay? Like you can still be face-to-face, -face, all right? I'm telling you, like we are selling hundreds of deals a month, every month, over the phone because of our email marketing you know, abilities, all right? 
we're selling these on a like every single month, hundreds of deals, okay? And you can be doing the same thing as well too. Now you might be saying, well, Javi, you're in a different space, you're in a different industry, we, we don't generate that many leads. You're right, but it doesn't matter because the, the volume of leads may not you know, be as big, but your dollar amount of your deals are way bigger than ours. Our volume is gonna be lower, but our dollar amount, I'm sorry, our volume is gonna be higher, but our dollar amount of like our, our per transaction is gonna be much lower and vice versa for you guys. Your per transaction is extremely higher than ours, but then you might be getting less leads every single, you know, every single month and that's okay. But you still need to have email marketing part of your strategy. I mean, it's gonna increase your revenue. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's gonna increase your revenue almost guaranteed if you start just doing it. And if you're like, well, it has to be perfect. I have, I have to have everything dialed in. You know, this is something I have a, a very, very direct conversation with our CEO quite a bit. And this is not a knock on Chris by any means. He, like, he wants things to look really, you know, beautiful and perfect and all that stuff. For me, done is like, if it's good, it's ready to go. If it's at 80%, ready to go. Because if it's perfect, it's never gonna get done, okay? And so I try to get things out to the world as quickly as possible and see how people respond. If people respond with it really well, that tells me that it's going, It's this was good and we can improve upon that. If people don't respond to it, then we need to fix it. And it's not because it was done at 80% because here's the thing, most people don't see the wrong in it, all right? Only internally you see the wrong stuff behind it, all right? So just get out there, start putting content together and start getting a strategy out. Like I spent a couple of weeks writing, you know, structuring the, the way the emails are gonna look like, getting the design how I want it to look, writing the content, etc. And then now our designer is finalizing everything and then now we're in the, in the stage of we can start moving forward and getting these things queued up. So hope this makes sense. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, three things that I ask at the end of my, my podcast. Number one, please write our, our podcast on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Number two, um, make sure you connect with me on, on LinkedIn, um, whether it's um, you know just sending me a DM or just you know you just want to uh, connect with me that way. That way, you can, if you have any questions, you can see what kind of stuff I'm posting on there, that sort of thing. And then number three, um, share this podcast with somebody else so that people learn more about this podcast send it in a DM, send it in a, in a text message, et cetera. All right. Hope everybody has a wonderful day and I'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.